So starting off today with just a few rapid fire questions for both of you. Really quick, PC or Mac? OS2 Warp. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, there's way to be the Linux guy. Right? Uh, <laughs> be the, be the uh, Linux guy in the room side with it. It's smarter than everybody else. Um, mm -hmm. My my personal preference, I would say, is if if it's for personal use, the Mac. Um, I think I like the elegancy and the and the Apple ecosystem for the personal use and how everything just works really smooth together. So if I was approaching that, the business side of it, you know, I, I would still Windows certainly definitely has the step up in there just because of the overall um, line of business app. That but that is that line's gotten very thin. I, I love how this rapid fire business. question is like multifaceted <laughs> now. Like it could be this or it could be this. One word. But hey, it makes perfect sense. All right. Two more. Reading or audiobooks? Audio. Audio. Absolutely. And last one, sweet or salty? I like both. Can I say both? You can say both. I'd mix, uh, me too. As usual, Kyle and I are on the same page with all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we learned yeah. in the intro of this one that you guys are pretty much the same person and that we can make <laughs> rapid fire questions as long as we want them to. Awesome. Sweet. We, we, we like an easy computer. We're too lazy to read the real book. <laughs> yep. And, and we're indecisive with sweet or salty. So we just go for both. So, yeah, yeah. That's probably, that, that, that describes me right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Both of our speakers in a nutshell, but anybody tuning in going, what is this podcast? I thought this was tech for business. What are we talking about? And who are these people? I'm Kelsey. I'm the moderator here on our marketing team. We're sitting down with our tech for business podcast. We've got our manager of strategic engagement, Scott, joining us and our president and CEO, Kyle. And today's topic of discussion is taking IT from cost center to revenue driver. Now, both of you certainly don't need me to talk in order to get you two to talk. So I'm going to let you guys take the reins and take it away. Awesome. Thanks, Kelsey. Appreciate that. Fun icebreakers. Um, today, I've got, we have six topics that are going to help make the transition, help you make that transition from for IT from cost center to, to revenue driver. Um, and I'd start the conversation, Kyle, I have a question for you. If we went to 10 of the leaders of our, 10 of our organizations and asked them, what is your perception of IT? What do you think their answer would probably be? Um, I think there's a high percent of them would, would say it's an expense. You know, they view it as a, uh, um, something on the on the P and L that's more in just the expense category. It's something that they're spending a lot of money for and don't have a lot of visibility as to the deliverables right. that it's providing. Right. Exactly. A necessary function like necessary support function like legal or HR. Um, some people would say a necessary evil, a pain in there, you know what, <laughs> um, or a function, you know, to be managed as as cost effectively as as possible. Um, I like to say that if you walk into the organization, is IT a four letter word, um, and it may proceed with a couple other characters in front of it, that fits where I've walked into organizations. That that's very much the attitude on the way technology has been approached. Yep. Yep. 
what we're going to do here today is really help try to change that perception, right? Um, I think the, a, a very modern approach um, or perception of IT or a very modern organization um, would would start to think or perceive IT as something that is a competitive differentiator, a source of innovation within the organization, right? A revenue driver, something that um, helps move the whole organization towards its financial goals. So that's really what we're going to kind of talk through today is let's, how do we change that perception, right? And, 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 but before that, how do we, ultimately, how do we change it from, you know, just a cost to something that, that is uh, more of a driver. Um, Can I chime in real quick on that yeah. side? I think one comment on that is I think depending when the organization started, when you started your business side of that has an impact on that too. So I think if you were to walk out and just say, I want to start a business and you're doing it and this is February of 2023, you essentially don't, you know, technology is a, is a godsend. You literally don't require, you can, you could have a business up and running and have internet presence and be collaborative and have ability to have workers work anywhere in, in, in about an hour. You know, I mean, it really can be that differentiator because you really don't have to have the capital expenditure to the other sides of it. I think where we tend to see this is in the organizations that have been more your traditional style, they've been in business a large number of years. It's the transformation of all IT and technologies that has adapted into the business is where a lot of the challenges tend to be and not necessarily on, on new startups. Yep, I would agree 100%. So that kind of is part of my next point is that for the longest time, historically, like you said, um, IT was really just considered this back office function, right? Something to be managed as cost effectively as possible. This mentality sees IT as a support function, like, you know, legal or finance, essentially. Um, but I, I, just like you mentioned, I think what we know in the technology industry um, is that there's a lot more to it um, and it can absolutely and really needs to benefit, operate um, more than just a basic uh, support function. So the big question that we're gonna explore, gonna talk through these kind of six items is um, if your organization simply sees IT as a cost center and their main concern is how do we just pay less for this, how do you change that mindset? If you're an IT manager or or, uh, um, or generally someone who have been someone who is a bit more tactical, and 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 this is how you, you know, this is what you know of the leaders in your organization, um, or potentially if you're a leader in your organization and you want to bring the rest of that group into adjusting their mindset, or you want to do a better job of changing your own, that's what we're going to get through today. Um, I'll say in advance that this is not a quick and easy process, right? Um, it's not a few articles you can read. It's not a few meetings. It's really altering how IT is perceived and 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 then what it, ultimately what it does. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, and and get started, Kyle. Unless you had anything to add to that with uh, the first nope. of these topics, okay? Nope. Great. So number one is innovation, right? Um, traditionally. The business, the board, executive leadership, you know, will bring a need or a request or an idea for creating greater efficiency. They'll bring that type of a thing to technology, to the IT department. This comes in the form of new application that they want to roll out, um, a new process, a new product or service the organization wants to sell or is going to sell, or even an acquisition, right? Uh, we just bought a company and we need to align our two organizations. Can you have that done in about 30 days for us, <laughs> right? We all know that that's not possible, right? And technology goes, 
oh my gosh, no. And and executive leadership says, well, what do you mean? Why not? Um, so that is that's the business driving revenue, right? They get together, they meet, they've got ideas. These are the things that are going to make the company more money. And here's what we need from IT. Um, technology today, the bottom line really is that it, you know, to go from cost center to revenue driver, IT has to come to the table with their own recommendations, their own ideas. But we know that that can be a co- uncomfortable for a lot of us that may be in an IT role. Um, but we also know now today that technology needs to have a seat at the table. Um, it needs to have input. It needs to be there when business decisions are made in order to be able to support them or supplement what those ideas are with what the technology role will be in that process. Um, and I would say the reason for that is an organization that achieves business technology alignment will ultimately generate the maximum value from its technology investments. And I'm going to say that one more time because it's really important. An organization that achieves business technology alignment will generate the maximum value from its technology investments. It's an important factor to make sure you're thinking about as we move through this process. But if IT is going to have an equal stake at the table, um, it also needs an, a, a, an equal state in, account, in uh, accountability, right? Um, part of what some organizational leaders just don't understand is that IT has the ideal vantage point to see where innovation has the potential to make the biggest difference. IT is in the middle of all requests from all the different pieces of the business. Um, IT has the clarity to see things that just may not be visible to individual business units. So innovation is number one. Yeah, I think, you know, to that to that point, I, I think having the having the owners, the C levels have the buy-in and, and learn and understand how you're using your your system sides of it to your point. I mean, there's a business driver to say, I'm going to make this strategic acquisition, we're going to do a new product or offering for uh, the customers we support side with it, but to have an understanding of the underlying data that supports that and making decisions that enable the ultimate initiatives of where you're going will really manifest itself in how innovative you can be. You know, so having having things like that cloud systems that can expand on demand, and those are all relative, but you do need to have IT at the table on organizational strategic executive levels. That's why you know, as lead out there, the CIO positions and CTO positions have become the largest amount of net new positions in organizations for that reason, because it is no longer a back office side of it. It is a it is an, a C-level strategic position in a modern company. So somebody at, at the high level needs to be the voice of technology. Yep, yep. So number two, and this is really, I believe, probably the most important one, um, is measuring the impact of IT, right? So once IT maybe has an initiative um, or has that seat at the table um, or has maybe implemented a project, um, don't just go on to the next thing, right? It's critical that you're able to measure that project, um, that project's impact and effect on the bottom line. You can't skip this step, especially if you want the, if you want to change the perception of IT from 
of IT principally being cost, um, it's got to do more than, than than just ultimately have that cost. And your ability to track that, show that to the organization will help with that adjustment of mindset throughout the organization. Um, most organizations know only about the cost of IT. They don't see those successes. They don't hear about those successes. In a lot of cases, they don't, they don't draw the line between what technology's role was in an initiative and, and, and what the impact ultimately was, right? So all that's perceived as cost, naturally. Um, a great example of that is we have a um, we had a medical clinic customer um, and they had uh, two devices. Each user <laughs> had two devices and one at their desk. And then there was a device in the clinic area, the clinician's room. Um, IT consolidated that down to tablets. So this saved on the cost of the asset, the cost of support, and made users ultimately more productive, right? And there was a very easy, tangible way to measure that. And once IT was able to show that to the business, prove that it can have an impact, um, that made a, 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 it allowed IT to take a big step forward with respect to um, giving it a seat at the table. Yeah, Not that, measuring, that, that came from conversations, right, Scott? I mean, it came yeah. from having conversations with not only the, you know, the IT manager side of that, but bringing in the doctors, providers, you know, some of the people in charge of the clinicians and the other sides and saying, what is it that you do? Right. What is it that you need to access on it? And then if I recall that one right, it was like the right. So well, I just used my tablet. And it right. works fine for me. <laughs> and then we looked over at the clinician. They said, well, no, we we do this, this, this. And this is and it's like, so if you all went to tablets, you just confirmed it all works on the tablets. That would probably make your life easier and you can do everything you need to do on tablet. Absolutely. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, there's sometimes it's to find that that measurable side is through some just walking through and having the conversations with all parties because it, it is hard for IT to make these decisions in a vacuum because the perception, the perception is different and the focus deliverable tends to be different. Having a, having an IT committee side, especially if your organization has some size, establishing an IT user community side of that with different representatives can be very enlightening to kind of hear the use cases of those and scenarios. I've seen success with that too. Yep. Yep. So not doing that, not measuring the impact, you miss out on an opportunity to increase an IT budget aspect, right? If you, if, if, if you do something that creates operational cost and savings, you've got an opportunity to track that to the organization and show it and increase, potentially increase the IT budget then instead of just having it go back into and be absorbed by something else. Yeah. I mean, as a leader, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, if you're seeing a return on that investment, you're going to keep doing that. Right. You know, if there's a measurable return on what you're doing, miraculously, the business is going to keep increasing that or, you know, do the same or want to increase it to say, because that was a good return. I want more of that. And yeah. now, yeah, now you're sliding to that innovative side of it because you have a measurable return. Right. Right. All right. So number three. Give customers data they never had before. Every company 
is a technology company. Just like every individual in an organization is a salesperson, <laughs> every company is a technology company, whether you think it's true or not. It's undeniable that companies of all types are adding technology to their offerings in one way or another. I mean, not directly, they're not selling a technology widget, you're not selling software, um, but taking the IT department beyond its traditional role of providing system support to internal users, um, uh, um, and into a role where it can actually produce top line revenue by offering some type of an add-on related to your core product um, it has really become commonplace, right? Um, a great example of this uh, would be opening up what has traditionally been an internal monitoring system to external users, um, like a customer portal, uh, order status change, customer self-service, invoice tracking, those kinds of things that can supplement whatever your core product is by giving the customer more information, real-time data about the status of their order, their product, the ability to interact with your system is adding a technology component to your to your product, whether it is a technology thing or not. Um, lots of systems now come integrated out of the box with some type of a customer portal aspect that is um, specific to the customer. They get their own login. They get to see only their information. And now your product just went up in value. Your ability to compete against somebody where we're just talking about widgets alone where they're going to reduce the cost of your widget. The only the option is to, well, we're going to lower our cost too or add to what we do as a business by supplementing with some additional value. And you can maintain your price margin component there, right? This comes with lots of challenges, um, but that's where technology and technology professionals come in to play that part and help bridge the gap in those challenges and provide conduits into systems to ultimately give the customer um, that technology feel and, and and ultimately a better experience with your product. And I would even say on the internal basis that that data is is critical on how to use that side of it since labor is the most expensive component of an organization side of that. And when you start to observe and see that people are exporting data from one system, they're massaging it, and putting it into things like Excel or Access and those other sides of it, and then they're spitting it out, and then they're sending somebody else who's massaging the data. All those data touches are just such a huge productivity hit that in many cases, we've walked into organizations, and it's just the way it is. They don't even question it. It's just their normal workflow. But when you ask us a few strategic questions around that, saying, well, explain how you're doing that. What's the end game? What are you trying to get to? And there's tools like Power Automate from Microsoft and Power BI and a number of the things. It's like, you know, we can just automate that. You can click on a button and get that in a matter of seconds. They're like, you're kidding me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, those, those are just huge enlightening. It doesn't take a lot. But again, it's just step back, observe the status quo. And if you see data getting exported from one system to another, there should be a ding, ding, ding. There is an opportunity for technology to assist and it's just greatly with really little or, or minimal cost interaction, certainly from the investment of just a little bit of time to get it designed, um, that productivity return, that ROI is easy to calculate. Yep. All right, number four, take risks. <laughs> Those of us in IT are generally risk adverse, right? When your main objective is to make sure that systems are operational and 
and and and costly labor and end users can perform their job function um risk tends to be the thing that you avoid you know the most um but if your object is to innovate and find new ways to create efficiency or new revenue streams, then a different approach is, 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 is required ultimately there, right? IT departments need to understand that risk isn't always a negative thing. And without risk, you ultimately don't get innovation, right? You look across you know, history and you look at um, very innovative personalities, um, they, uh, they absolutely um, uh, embrace risk. Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, these people embrace risk and failure. It's just a part of how they move forward. Um, but this is where we begin to make a more granular definition of IT. It's not just simply a support function. Um, we really start to separate it into two sectors, innovative IT and operational IT. Innovative IT can take risks. Operational IT really can't, which is a perfect transition Kyle, unless you've got any points here that you want to discuss into number five. The only, the only thing I'd add to number five is that it's very easy to validate your risk to um, to pull some of that off the table just by the use of the existing technology side of that. To do a, a proof of value or you know a test of those scenarios. To go back to the sample case with the clinician using the tablet size of that, that was a minimal investment into a tablet and a user and some time and a little bit of time just to validate the use case before you move forward with it. Again, not not a huge expenditure. You don't have to, in 2023, run out and procure a bunch of servers or do those things. There's trial licenses available for all the cloud platforms, you know, and, and, tech, and the actual hardware itself is relatively reasonably inexpensive. You may already have it. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things that, again, technology is very advantageous now to be able to try things and your only risk is, 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 is your time and some people's time. And if you can plan and coordinate that, you can minimize that too. Yep. Agreed. All right. Number five, success equals organization. Shifting IT to capitalize on revenue generating opportunities doesn't mean you're no longer in charge of also keeping the systems humming along, keeping the lights on, right? Like I kind of mentioned before, traditional IT support functions still have to be completed. So how do you organize to tackle both, right? And and this is what I just mentioned. Um, it, it it makes, it creates IT, it falls into these two camps, innovative, operational and innovative. So what's operational IT? Operational IT is keeping the lights on. Operational IT is patch management, systems monitoring, keeping people productive every day, right? Making sure that our systems are available so our our costly labor resources can perform their job function. Um, innovative IT, on the other hand, are things like mobile solutions to keep field to support field workers, um, a client portal for uh, a client self-service data retrieval, um, or migrating the legacy file share, the old F drive, <laughs> um, into the SharePoint OneDrive Teams platform. Uh, this separation of idea behind what one fu function of IT is versus the other helps identify where ultimately we can innovate and connect to the business and where um, certain systems need to con continue to be supported so that operational operations uh, remain consistent, right? Um, but innovative IT is where 
some of those risks can be taken. Just Kyle, just like you mentioned a second ago, this is where we can bring in trial versions of things. This is where we can do a proof of concept with uh, a free trial of, of a software component. This is where we can departmentally migrate some data first versus you know the entire organization. Yep. No, I think that I think that's very well said. It helps put in those bucket sides with it. I, I think it makes sense to leverage a lot of existing automations and tools to handle a lot of the operational IT for you. Your different, you know, remote uh, monitoring and management platforms that exist through different providers, sides of those to handle asset tracking, lifecycle management, patching, up down status, those things. Leverage that. Take the reports. Uh, accessibility users for help desk support to keep them productive side of that, establishing an SLA for recovery times. That makes that operational IT a lot more automated leverage, so it frees up your time to focus on those innovative sides of it, which then ultimately helps to, to drive the return of technology or make technology a differentiator. If you're spending all your time manually doing things that can be very well automated in 2023 as an IT provider, you're, you're losing the opportunities to drive those higher value initiatives. Yep. Yep. There's a tipping point for a lot of our customers, right? Where some of them have zero IT staff and they rely on a IT partner like CIT to do all of those things. We've certainly separated those roles within our organization, but then we have customers that have a smaller IT staff, one, two, three, maybe four individuals, right? Um, and that's where that separation of roles is, is, is really important. You've got to have your people that are focused on, um, you know, managing some of those automated systems, and then you got to have you those people who are driving the innovative component. Right, who have maybe that seat at the table, that CIO, that IT manager. Very much so. So lastly, number six um, is to rethink your relationships within your organization. So you, if you're an IT manager, if you're um, uh, an IT support person, um, rethink your relationship with the C-suite. If you're a leader within your organization, rethink your rethink your relationship with the end user base, rethink your relationship with your IT manager. Um, if you want to change ultimately how IT is perceived in your organization, start by finding out what those perceptions are. Ask a business unit leader, ask the IT manager, ask the CEO, ask the CFO, ask an end user, what's your perception of IT at this company? If they don't know the answer or you know their answer is simply, oh boy, it's this thing, I got to use this technology every day and it's a relatively negative perception, um, then you know that that's really where we need to start. Um, seek out partnerships within your organization in each department. Have a coffee with these with with people. Expand that relationship in your company so that um, you can begin to hear from within the organization what these perceptions are, where there might be gaps, where things can be better, um, and that will ultimately help drive some of this stuff. Right? Ultimately. It, and we're talking about systems and technology, but it comes, you know, part of this comes back to uh, the people we work with and, and the relationships we have and, and, and uh, everybody's idea of and perception of what technology is can be uh, is an important aspect of uh, kind of working through this process. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think throughout this podcast, we've kind of talked about those different reach outs on these different areas of where it's beneficial for IT not to just be you know, in the background side of that, but to be 
you know, at the at the C level table, at the at the high level of the organization table, and some representation side of that to be in an I, you know an IT steering committee or user group side of that. You know, if you're a small organization size point, it's just having conversations and looking at how the users are currently using the technology and then finding ways to make their their job more efficient and better is going to you know make inroads to make it ultimately more efficient because there is a hundred percent no doubt that technology can improve every company in some aspects of it it's it's just realizing and connecting those dots together to put those puzzle pieces together from the user to the technology understanding and then that synergy starts to happen it's 100 percent uh, we have many samplings of that with the companies we support that the companies that we know are doing that tend to spend more on their technology than the ones that don't. And the reason is they're, they know that technology is a differentiator for them and they're very happy to invest in those technologies and they keep getting better. The ones that tend to look at IT and technology in a negative light tend to spend the least on it and ultimately and not really seeing the true value of it. Right, right. Um, I'll close with something I started with. An organization that achieves business technology alignment will generate the maximum value from its technology investments. <laughs> That's a mouthful. <laughs> it is. It is. It's written down on the screen in front of me here. I don't have it memorized. <laughs> it sounds like we need an acronym or something for that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, tech acronym, put it on a mug. I feel like it would wrap around a few times. It'll be, we'll get that in the Tech for Business podcast store pretty soon. We'll get swag. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. But yep. awesome. Yep. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Kyle. That was amazing. As a person who uses technology, I may not make those decisions, but 100%. I feel it. We're all remote. We're all using technology to make this podcast happen. So, there you go. But if anybody has questions for either Scott or Kyle or any one of our speakers, you know where to find us. You can email us at info at cit-net.com or head out to our website, cit-net.com backslash podcast. We're always looking for new topics, tangents. You know these guys can talk for more than 30 minutes, so by all means, <laughs> reach out and we'll be back next week with yet another episode. Thanks, Kelsey. Thank you. Thanks, Kyle.